0: Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden.
2: Welcome everybody to the Ask Dr. Dream show where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host Kelly Sullivan Walden, aka Dr. Dream. So excited to be here with you on Unity Online Radio and the number to call today about your dreams, dream questions, anything related at all to dreams, the number is 816-251-3555. Again, 816-251-3555. I know we're if you're listening to this show in real time, we're coming up on the holidays and um I don't know about you, but this is a time of year when a lot of family stuff gets brought up. A lot of the the issues that we struggle with with our family of origin, a lot of the tribal issues about fitting in, and most people listening to this show, we mostly are. I would say we're a tribe of of um, weirdos in a way. We are. We we do things a little different. We're not necessarily part of the the mainstream status quo. So going home, being being among the tribe might be a challenging time for you or it might be a time of really missing some of those family members even even if we fought with them that aren't here any longer in the mortal coil so this can this can be a highly charged time which means it's a highly charged time for dreaming i think our dreams are on Red alert right now. They're really working overtime to help us to have a really sweet time this holiday season and do it a little better than we did last year, a little better than the years past. I like to think about Groundhog's Day and how the Bill Murray Murray character, just as the movie progressed, he kept getting a little bit better, a little bit better until the end of the movie. Sorry to be a spoiler alert if you haven't already seen the movie but he finally gets it at the end where he wakes up and he stops being such a jerk and appreciates everybody and brings out the best in everyone wouldn't it be great if we could have that kind of a holiday season we could wake up and be present to the people we love flaws and all warts and all if we could just love them up and and interpret everything they say to us in spite of What it may seem to be, if we could read the subtitles, it would be, I love you, I just want to be close to you, and I'm sorry I'm such a jerk. If we could just wake up, maybe we could have that. So I think our dreams are working toward that end And, um, let's, before we get too far in, I have an amazing guest, Nancy T and I are going to be talking with Billy Ortiz in a little bit. She is an amazing dream worker. I had the blessing of getting to be in two dream groups with her, um, recently in the last few months, she was kind of the right hand, um, person, right hand, teaching partner of the late great Jeremy Taylor and it just i get a pang in my heart saying late great because he um to me he's still very much alive and i know to billy ortiz he's still very much alive in so many ways but she taught with him for many years and she's very respected in the dream community she's brilliant and i'm so blessed to have her on the show so if you have a dream that you have a question about Um, Don't be shy. Today is the day to get your questions in because you're going to get not just me and Nancy T, but you're going to get Billy Ortiz. And so this is a treat for you. And um, also we're going to talk about Nancy T's movie that is just coming to theaters now, The Feast of the Seven Fishes. We'll talk about that. And it's so exciting. And but let's first do a little let's just get grounded in a little prayer, shall we? So let's just take a big, deep breath. Wherever you are, if you can turn within, please do. (sighs) And let's just transition from being so connected to the outer world. And thank God for our senses that allow us to connect to the outer world, that part of our brain that lets us be among the people and part of the world. But for right now, let's just turn within and open up our inner eyes And with these breaths, let's just allow ourselves to drop into the sweetness, into that infinite well of love that never ends. And let's just allow the sunlight of the spirit to turn on its brightest light. Let's let ourselves completely open wide to receive and bask in heaven on earth right now. So every exhale, we're letting go of something that is keeping us tight or uh, something we've been holding on to that isn't serving us, letting go, letting go, letting go, making room, bandwidth for that which serves us, that which uplifts us, that which just fills up our hearts and, and tends to our souls and puts us in that place between worlds, that lovely bridge, the dream bridge, where we're not just so concrete seeing things in black and white, but where we can see the multicolored splendor that our dream awareness allows us to, where we see things symbolically, we step into the realm of fairy tale and mythology, and we see our world and our lives from a higher vantage point. And this is where solutions come from, by the way. This is where Einstein would tap in when he couldn't figure out something he was working on. He would open up his dreaming mind, and that's where the solutions would just come flooding in. So this is practical. This isn't just something that we do, those people with the luxury of time on their hands. This is something that is such a practical smart thing to do with our time and our energy to open up to our dreams and the wisdom of our dreams and to our dreaming mind. It just makes our waking earth walk a more graceful one, more of a dance as opposed to just being bulls in China shops. Even even as we end Mercury retrograde, <laughs> thank God, we can have grace In all things, if we allow ourselves to really be tethered to the realm of our dreams and respect those dreams. So with this next big deep breath, let's just give a big nod and a big bow to our dreams, our dreaming mind. And allow that wisdom to know that it has a red carpet invitation to come out, come out wherever you are and speak to us, enlighten us, lift us up, heal us. Remind us that we are whole, perfect, and complete, not just here and now, but throughout all time. So with this, I just say thank you so much for this unified field that we're in called Unity Online Radio, and for Jeff and Louie and Diane Ray and all the beautiful souls behind the scenes, and Nancy T., my cohort, my partner in shine, for Billy Ortiz for being a brilliant dream expert who is joining us and for all of you who have shared your dreams with us and who will get the courage to share their dreams or actually just get lucky enough to share your dreams. That's today's the day to do that. So with that, I say thank you. Amen, a woman, ah dreams. And so it is. So Nancy T, before you read to us the Hero's Journey, Dream Oracle card for the day. Tell us a little bit about what's happening with the, the Feast of the Seven Fishes and how people can watch this amazing holiday movie that you happen to be in with so many celebrities and you fit right in like a fish in water, no pun intended. So tell us first of all about um, what's happening with your movie and where people can see it all over the place.
0: Wow.
3: Well, it is. it has been distributed to select theaters. So first thing you do is just see if it's near you already. But if it isn't already near you, you can make it near you by <laughs> going on to Amazon and buying it there or iTunes. There's a few places you can look online to just purchase it or rent it and you can watch it in the comfort of your own pjs hanging out eating whatever you want it doesn't just have (laughs) to be popcorn people um popcorn people Uh, it doesn't have to be so yeah that's it's just been released and it's gotten so many really wonderful reviews um Mm. Yeah. And done well uh, kind of across the board. It's what it's known as, according to Good Housekeeping, it's one of the top 15 films you should see this holiday season because it's a feel good type of movie. And I finally got to see it myself. Um, Yeah, yeah, I thought, you know, I'll see it in the theaters. I will. But I'm going to watch it by myself once. (laughs) And and now I know what it's about. So that's cool. (laughs) We don't always know. We get our scripts and that's it. Sometimes you get the full script and sometimes you don't. It's a great story and the characters are so lovable. And I was really rooting for them. I was rooting for so many of the people who you're supposed to root for, actually. It worked out great. I loved
2: everybody. They're so good. Do a little name dropping, Nancy. Tell us some of the people who are in this movie that people should know about.
3: Okay. So um Lynn Cohen, if anybody out there is a fan of Sex in the City, she played Magda. Um in, which is funny to say on Unity Online Radio. Um all, <laughs> Unif- uh, it's a unified field. There's people that's and a- yeah.
2: Sex in yep. the city is welcome here.
3: For sure. And a few of the fellas from um from the Sopranos are in it as well. And those would be Ray Abruzzo and Tony Pants and um and Ben Paul Ben Victor, and they they are very They're prominent amazing. in the film. And then Skyler Gisondo, I love love love, and he got to play my son. He got to play my son. He's I got, got to the be honor. His, <laughs> I got to be his mother is what I should be saying. Uh, but he just is so precious, and he was in uh, Santa Clarita Diet, and he has a major role in that. T V you know, on on Netflix. But he also right. is in so many things. You've seen him yeah. everywhere. You know and I just watched
2: him in the Righteous Gemstones, which was hilarious with um John 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 Gold John Goldman. Am I saying that right? John Goldman. John- John Goodman, thank you,, yeah. yeah. He was so good. And he also said because um drew Barrymore, here's another name drop, was his mom in the Santa Clarita diet. He said that you're the you're the hotter mom. He would pick well, you. Well, it was actually
0: <laughs> a different
3: woman. Is his mom in the Santa period to die. I thought it was Drew at first, but it wasn't. It was a different woman. But he said, okay. "I was a total upgrade," and okay, that nice. is the sweetest thing he could have said. He, I didn't say anything of what Kelly just told you, but <laughs> I think he was being kind, and he was he was so sweet to work with. Um, I had a really wonderful moment on the film set. And it is because I'm an actor, because I I love to work with actors. Sometimes I I can be involved in films where I don't get to see as many people who are at the level that these celebrities were. Mm -hmm. And I got to be privy to conversations that they probably have on the daily. Mm -hmm. But Lynn Cohen was sitting there telling me what it's like to work with Steven Spielberg. And I was just like, this is cool because, you know, I like it. And she actually said something very sweet to me that moved me. And she said she wished she had a scene with me (gasps) because she said, she said, I can tell you're generous.
2: Oh, my God.
3: That's uh, that's one of the ultimate things to say to an actor because it means you don't you're not a scene hog you don't tune up chew up the scenery and hog the time and talk over everyone like you're you're open to allowing the mm. other person to be free and so it was a very big compliment And I said oh thank you so much and then I excused myself and went and cried in the bathroom <laughs> oh <laughs> my god I had to because it touched me so it's been okay, a great so-
2: before we bring on Billy, and I know you're going to read the oracle card, we'll just do like the quickie version of that because I know Billy, I'm chomping at the bit to bring her out. But yes, when so people see. When people watch the Feast of the Seven Fishes, there's one special scene that Nancy's in that is hilarious. So I want to see if you guys think it's as funny as I did or which one you thought was the funniest. So on the show, maybe next week or the following week, call in and let us know that you saw the movie and what scene you liked best that Nancy was in. Okay, so (laughs) yay, that's that's the Feast of the Seven Fishes Not the Inn of the Seventh Ray, which is the restaurant that I live near that I keep saying it's the Feast of the Seven Fishes.
3: Okay, so Nancy, what's the card for the day? Yeah, and this actually doesn't have a lot of writing, so we might be able to get it in. It's called The Ocean of Emotion. Find a safe place to express your true feelings, dreams, voice the unvarnished truth of emotions and intuitions, and set a standard of personal honesty for who you really are. So, the message is explore the realm of your inner mystery and in synergy with the cycles of life. You are, after all, made of over 70% water, salt water that allows you to float to flow to splash and be buoyant in the sea of life allow the ocean to remind you of how vast powerful playful and moody you can be (laughs) as the ocean is a constant motion and associated with the tides it's a reminder of the ebb and flow of feminine energy and consider your emotions to be your allies informants friends and if you allow them they'll always lead you to the most magnificent treasure chest at the bottom of the ocean floor the mantra is with each emotion emotional wave i experience i discover more of my inner treasure
2: ah thank you nancy t so that was from the hero's journey dream oracle deck and that is available now wherever books or oracle decks are sold or just go to Amazon if you want or but first try your mom and pop bookstore and the journal is also available as well as the hero's journey dream meditations which I'm so excited about okay so without further ado let me tell you a little bit about Billy oh my goodness Billy is amazing Billy Ortiz is a certified dream worker she's got two decades of experience creating and facilitating dream groups workshops and retreats her appreciation of medical Metaphor and symbol expands her work to the realm of myth and fairy tale, which we are going to talk about today. Helping guide dreamers to a deeper understanding, just like the card you picked today, Nancy, perfect, of profound archetypal messages in their dreams. She's certified with Dr. Jeremy Taylor's Marin Institute for projective dream work. And that's something else we're going to talk about. What is projective dream work and why is that important? So just keep that in mind. She worked closely with Jeremy Taylor, co-facilitating a total of 27 retreats from 2003 until 2015. She's presented workshops in, at renowned organizations such as the IASD, which is the International Association for the Study of Dreams, Saging International, and Boulder Friends of Jung so, Billy Ortiz, um, there's so much that we could I could say, but I just want to bring you on, Billy Ortiz. Welcome to the Ask Doctor Dream Show. Welcome, welcome.
4: Hi, Kelly. How are you?
2: Hi. So good. So happy good. to hear your voice. Oh my god, I've missed you. I'm, I've so, missed
4: you, child. I love connecting with you every time you're in town. It's wonderful. I know.
2: Hopefully it'll be more and more, but we did, we got to film a dream group, um, last month and it's, uh, we'll, it'll be airing soon. So we'll, we'll make sure to share that with everybody, but that was exciting. So Billy, yeah. I think, um, just as, just by way of connecting with people, cause I know, as I was saying in the intro, this is a coming into the holidays can be an emotional time for people, um, with family and issues and blah, blah, blah. But then also the whole notion of missing the people that, that we've lost. And I know Jeremy is, was, is a big one in your world. And I know that I want to talk about some of the things that you've learned from Jeremy, but what's it been like for you? How, how are you coping with, with having Jeremy be now on the other side, you being on this side and, having some communication in between. How are you doing?
4: Wow. Well, that's a big question. Um, Jeremy, yes, huge part of my life. Uh, The loss was monumental, and I still feel it frequently, uh, nearly every day. Um, The way I've dealt with it is I have a picture of him and I. The last time we worked together in person, I have it right in my uh, family room, dining room, uh, where I can see it every day, and I also up here in my office. While I'm talking to you, mm-hmm. I have a beautiful um, hand drawing of uh, a, one of a, right after he passed away. A very close friend of mine, Suzanne, she put the, she drew this wonderful picture of him. Um, and he loved love love people creating and and um, mm. expressing their art. And so that's the first thing that Suzanne did the minute she heard the news was she wrote this beautiful poem about him, and she drew this incredible picture. So I have that right next to me every day as well. Um, I often hear his voice in my head uh, when I'm working. Mm-hmm. And it's so, mm-hmm. it's so great because I kind of chuckle to myself thinking, oh, that's got to be Jeremy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hear, the, I hear uh, things that he used to often say, things like curse of the multi-talented, um, which was often <laughs> what he would say um, about people who had so many interests and so many talents that they didn't know which to put all their energy towards. So, you know, I hear the voice in in my head often and I I, I rely on the bedrock of our experience together for so many
1: years.
2: Well, for those who aren't that familiar with Jeremy and projective dream work, can you describe some of the things that, that most resonated with you? I mean, there's a lot of dream teachers and dream workers out there, but there was a reason that you really gravitated to Jeremy's style of dream work. What is it that you most... Resonated with about the way that he worked with dreams.
4: Well, I I had worked with dreams. Um, I had met a teacher back in 1998, I think it was,
3: mm-hmm. and
4: worked with him for you know two and a half, three years before I met Jeremy, and um, we did some wonderful work together. But then um, I happened, I'd been reading Jeremy's books, um, and I happened to pick up a Naropa cal- catalog one day here in Boulder. And I saw, wow, Jeremy Taylor's coming to town. It was it was so synchronistic <laughs> because I was just in the middle of reading these wonderful books. So he was presenting a workshop, and this was in the year 2000. Interestingly enough, some of my very closest friends and colleagues, uh, dreamer friends and colleagues, were also at that particular workshop, and so we refer to that back to that often. Um, it changed my life, literally. I mean, people use that phrase loosely.
1: Mm. But this was
4: an event, this was a, uh, an experience that changed my life because I witnessed everyone in, in that workshop working in the projective method of if this were my dream and seeing how everyone everyone was taking the comments from everyone else in the group much more gently and able to absorb the, the comments rather than feeling um,
1: mm. some,
4: some sort of sense of accusatory. Like if I say, well, Callie, I think your dream means you, there's something about your mother. The minute I say that,
1: mm. it feels
4: like I'm pointing a finger and I'm accusing the other person. But mm. By using the if it were my dream version, and later Jeremy cha- changed it to in my imagined version of this dream, Um, because that even puts it further into, I'm imagining your dream while I'm hearing it. Um, So Mm. it it helps for the dreamer to absorb the comments, to take them or leave them. Only a dreamer can say for sure what his or her dream means. And also, the person making the comment hears themselves using the pronoun I. Um, Mm. So it's I. I think of this as it could possibly mean that I... And then once I once we put it in that language, um, it, the work goes both ways. Uh, the dreamer gets the benefit, and the person making the comment can feel internally the shifts and ahas that come from the dream material.
2: Mm, that's beautiful. I love that. So we have someone on the line with a question. So are you open to having some people call in? And we've got oh, we've had some people send in dreams as well. Are you open oh, to right. that? Miss Billy,
4: yes, go right ahead.
2: Please. Okay, let's see, Denise. Denise, are you? Is that the Denise that I know and love?
1: Yes, this is Denise. How are you?
2: <laughs> I'm so good. Okay, so you are with Nancy T. Billy Ortiz and I. And what dream do you have for us
1: today, Denise? Okay, um, I dreamt that um, I don't know. I was with a friend or something. Some and and all of a sudden. We stopped somewhere, and I tried on a straw hat, a straw hat, and I was just loving it. I tried on the straw hat, and I looked. At, I don't know. I looked in the mirror. I had to look in the mirror because I was really liking it. But I think the key, if you go to church sometimes, you see people with dressed-up hats and big hats and bows. This was just a plain, ordinary straw hat, but I loved it. <laughs> and then, mm. and then one. One more quick one, because um, this one is, is really important. A couple days ago, I've had so many dreams, that I can try to get two in. Uh, a couple days ago, I dreamt um, <laughs> I was in my own home, and I opened the garage. And when I opened the garage and pushed, pushed the button, there was my father. And I said, There's my daddy, there's my daddy. But of course, mm-hmm. he passed on. But when Mm. I opened that garage and it came up, he was walking towards the garage. And, of course, it ended. But I said, Daddy, like a child. There's my daddy. Now, I don't know who I'm talking to. I think I'm just talking out loud. But I said, there's my daddy. But I didn't get a chance to hug him or anything. The dream ended.
2: Oh, Oh, wow. wow. Okay, so, Billy, let's start with you. If it were your dream or in your imagined dream, what did these say to you?
4: uh, Just a couple of questions. Um, Denise, a um, couple questions. Do you have any any experience with straw hats, or did anyone in your family ever wear a straw
1: hat? Mm. No, but I recently went to a young man's home, and if, I don't, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the very straw hat that I saw inside inside of his house. Oh, and this is really? somebody that I that I like, or I've talked about him before on him where he does want a relationship. He don't. He thinks oh, he does. He he oh, so oh. I believe okay. it was that. If it wasn't that particular straw hat, then it it looked a lot like that one. It was. It looked a lot like that
2: mm. one. So, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I don't
1: know okay. Well, and in,
4: as and I heard you say, and I try it on, and I'm loving it.
1: I'm loving it. Yeah. But I'm a hat wearer. I, I don't wear them all the time, but I'm not right. a person who wouldn't put on a hat. So to put right. that hat on wasn't like a whole new world. In my younger days, or even now, I put on a hat in a heartbeat. But I, was, <laughs> I think what I'm really getting into is the fact that it was straw. It had no yeah. value. It wasn't yeah. one of those hats that you see those church ladies wearing that cost $100. You know? It was, right. It was like something you could buy at a fair. It didn't have no, no value. And I'm not a materialistic person, so I was very favorable with that dream. Like, this is me. I'm not materialistic. I'm not into to money. This hat is good. I, you know, I wasn't like, oh, I need a hat on. I can't wear this hat. I was like, oh, this is a nice straw hat. I'm going to wear this. But it ended. It didn't show me where I went with the hat. It, it, the dream ended with me just admiring the hat on my head. Well, okay. We
2: we have time. literally like 10 seconds before we need to go to a break. So we're going to talk about Denise's dream. We're going to leave this on a little bit of a cliffhanger. We'll okay. be back on the other side of this quick break. And we're going to talk about Denise and her dream. And we're going to talk more about Billy Ortiz and her and all that she learned, all the wisdom that she learned from Jeremy Taylor, the late, great Jeremy Taylor, his projective dream method. And also Nancy T. and I are going to talk a little bit about our trip to Teo. Tiwakan that is coming up and we have a few spaces available for that. You can go to kelly sullivanwalden.com and um, scroll down the homepage and you'll find out more about that, but stay tuned. We'll be right back in just a second here on the ask doctor. Discover the power within unity online radio,
0: the voice of an awakening world. Dream Interpretation, and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to
2: the Ask Dr. Dream show. I am Kelly Sullivan Walden, aka Dr. Dream. So excited to be with you here on Unity Online Radio. And again, the number to call is 816-251-3555 and just a few little announcements. First of all, if you've been listening to the show for a while, it's that, well, this is exciting that we're finally on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play and all the places that are that are easy and accessible to get your podcast so just plug in ask dr dream and you'll get the podcast and it's and you can get all the past episodes um got so many good ones so go back and check that out also I have a new so for black Friday that is coming up um actually we're letting it we're letting it loose the day before it'll be like starting on the 27th of November the learning strategies has is releasing my dream questing program which is a program I released a couple years Ago, That's just packed with basically everything I know and love and do and cherish and that I think is important about dreams. It's all in there. It's I think one of the best things I've ever put together and it's um, they're offering it for next to nothing. And I don't have the exact prices there, but it's on if you go to tinyurl.com forward slash dream requesting now, you'll go to the page. So just save that and wait until the 27th so that you get the discounted price. You can pay the big price now if you want to, but you can get the the Black Friday price later. Um, also, there's a few pl- um, spaces available for our Teotihuacan journey in Mexico where we do some really profound dream work and we're surrounded by the pyramids and the mysticism of the Toltecs. It's a magical, magical mystery journey. Um, so join us if you're interested in that. We've got some spaces available in um, it's in January 2020. Nancy T. and I will be there. And Joan Gelfand, who was on the show last week, she'll also be there. And we've just got some great people. Anyway, that is, you can go to kellysullivanwalden.com, scroll down to the Teotihuacan flyer and click on that and you'll get all the info. I think oh and Nancy T's movie oh my god Feast of the Seven Fishes is available now on iTunes on Amazon and it's so good and it's feel good it's not like watching a movie that you that you love because you love who's in it but it's like it's so good and it's such a family friendly thing that you can you can have your kids watch you can watch with your parents and no one's going to be embarrassed it's really good. So the Feast of the Seven Fishes, check that out. Okay. Um, and I've been talking to Billy Ortiz and her website in case you want to look up all the amazing offerings that she has. She's got Zoom Dream Group, so you can join her interactively from all over the world. Um, and she's also got a, another workshop, in-person workshop, coming up in May. Um, WakeUpToYourDreams.com is her website. Wake up to your dreams.com and that's with Billy Ortiz. Okay. Before the break, we were talking with Denise and Denise was sharing about the dream about her straw hat and feeling really happy about wearing this straw hat. She says she's a hat person who is known for wearing hats, but you know, normally in her world you wear like fancy hats, but she was happy wearing the straw hat. And then she had another dream where she's at home and the garage opens up. She hits the button she opens the garage and, and there's she says, There's my daddy, like a little girl. Okay, so Billy Ortiz, before we move on, let's 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 talk about this. If it were your dream in your imagined yeah. dream or imagined sense of this dream, what do you what do you see?
4: In my imagined version of this, the straw hat for me, I think of when I wear straw hats. I wear straw hats when I go out into the sun or when I'm working in the yard. Um, it's kind of there's a simplicity to it, though, of protection yet also uh, comfort. So there's this this idea of, you know, I, I, I asked about you know, any relation or association with straw hat. and Denise, you mentioned this young man um, that and you think, oh, it could have been maybe possibly his hat. So there's some connect, i would I would wonder in my version of it, um, is is this guy really on my mind? Number one, -hmm. the hat hat emphasizes, um, you know, anything to do with our head, our hair, Mm -hmm. hats have to often do with thought. So I would wonder, am I attracted to this guy in a simplistic way, uh, as though it were a straw hat? Also appreciating the simple things of life, um, the things that don't necessarily have any monetary value, but they still have a use. And they still have have ability to help me. I mean, the straw hat isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to cost a lot of money. However, it's going to still help me when I need it, as I said, for sun protection mm. or, or uh, for, you know, I think of work when I think of straw hats. I think I'm going to go to work, you know. <laughs> um, That's great. So then the daddy dream, now garages for me often represent um, shadow material, things that I've put away for a later time. Um, because my garage is an example of that, like, oh, I don't want to get rid of this just yet, but I'm going to stick it in the garage, <laughs> and, I <need> it, <laughs> and I think I'm going to need it for later, and sometimes that, that kind of gets fills up the garage. Um, but So there's something about the dad, dad showing up in the garage. There's some part of me that has, has a, a projection onto my father that is going to be uh, valuable to me that I've put away for now, but I push the button and I see, oh, there's my daddy. There's my daddy. So for me, I would go back to when I was a child and I saw when I was using daddy to refer to my father, what, what were my projections onto my father then? What did he represent in my life? Was he the, the strong, you know, for, the strong, solid force? What, how do I now relate to that interior level of it? But also, this is one of those places where we can say yes and in dreams because they often bring us paradoxical situations. It has to do with yes, that's part of me that's in the interior, inner masculine. But it also has, it could very well be a visitation from my father, and so there's a mm-hmm. both and there, of when, when we experience seeing someone we love, and in our dreams we have to accept first that that's the easiest place for them to to mm. relate to us the easiest place to connect with us is in the dream space. So in my dream, it, it is my father, but it's also the part of me that I project on, projected onto my father, and then I, I am invited to regain that from him.
2: Oh, nice. Okay, I'll throw in my little bit here. Denise, are you open to that? Are you overwhelmed? Are you open to hear more from me and Nancy? Uh, oh, I think she's on hold. Oh, my goodness.
1: Ah, <laughs> Denise, are you there? Yes. Yeah, but I okay. heard everything that young lady just said. I heard everything <laughs> she said. Okay.
2: Um, I, I want to ditto. I feel the same way if it were my dream. um, To me, I'm... Well, I just am having some synchronicities, literally. I have... So, in the Teotihuacan movie that we made a few years ago called Dreaming Heaven, our friend whose name is Straw, who happens to be staying with us right now, working on a musical with my husband. His name is Straw. And they used to refer to me as the girl in the straw hat because that was before he knew who I was. So I I don't know. I have this connection to being in Teotihuacan and being like kind of exploring, kind of Indiana Jones, kind of out there in the world. It does feel rugged and worldly. And definitely I loved what Denise said about it's not a pretentious hat a straw hat does to me it indicates something that is salt of the earth it is um it's it feels like there's an organic nature to it it's Mm -hmm. not full of pomp and circumstance and don't Mm -hmm. you know who i am it's like a. it's it's super earthy and even there's a transparentness to it the sun can shine through so my first thought was um besides the straw and the hat and the straw hat synchronicities that um there's something about keeping the sun out. There's something about protecting my mind. Mm. And like I'm wanting to protect myself so that I don't – like I having a hat on feels like it is a protection to me. Like it, yeah. it makes it so that I'm not so susceptible to being seduced – by somebody else's thoughts or what they might think. And mm. so I'm protecting myself, but I'm not, it's not a helmet. It's not like this mm. impenetrable hat. It's, it's penetrable, but it's still a little bit of, a little bit of protection. Um, mm. So do you want to, I hear you saying, mm, mm, mm. do you want to say something there before I <laughs> move on to daddy? No, I'm,
1: I'm just, uh, when I say, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling you, my spirit, okay. I'm feeling you
2: and, 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 I, and
1: I'm, I'm, I'm accepting <laughs> it and I'm getting it. And I'm like, you know, you're the expert and it makes sense. Like, mm, come on, like a good steak. Oh, ah, good. Come on. Okay,
2: you're the expert on your dream. I just, I think the tiniest thing I want to add regarding the daddy dream, to me, I, I agree with everything that Billy said, if it were my dream. I, To me, it feels like the part of me that that would be hurting if my daddy wasn't here would mostly be the little girl in me, like the, yeah. the adult me can think about death in a really more enlightened way. Like, oh, there is no death. We're seamless. We're connected always. But the little girl in me is like, yeah, right. I just miss my daddy. I just want my daddy. Like screw all that, all that, that enlightened spiritual mumbo jumbo. I just want my daddy and I get to see my daddy. So to me, it feels like it feels like such a lovely healing between the part of me that really misses him. I mean, I'm this isn't the same as a daddy, but I was talking earlier about how I just picked up my dog Shadow's ashes from the vet and um she passed away months ago, but I have been putting off getting her ashes because I just didn't want to deal with it and it's and I realize it's like the little girl part of me that is the saddest over this. There's the enlightened part of me, but the part of me that is little just misses her. So this feels like a healing with the little girl part of me and the, and my big strong daddy part of me and the actual dad on the other side. And I loved what Billy said about how, yeah, it dreams are one of the easiest places for them to find us. If they want to, if they want to visit us, we are a captive audience. (laughs) when We're dreaming. So, um, Nancy T, would you like to throw down on this before we let make you know stop her ooming and owing and and comment?
3: <laughs> sure I'll say a little something here um when i when I think of the straw hat, if it were my dream, I think of it as a simple choice and and as and what I loved about what you told me was that you just felt so comfortable. you just really liked it and and it seemed to me as', as almost though. You know we can complicate things. You know how in life we Mm. you hear a problem and we go, oh, it's got to be this, 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 and this, and now it's fixed. (laughs) But instead, you found that part of yourself that says, "Hey, it's as simple as this, and I'm open to Mm. the easy solution, Uh the one way street, the the one way." you know, to, Hey, this is the next step. It felt very, um, like an affirmation Mm. to me Mm, in, in the way that, that things do come easily to you, that you do have an open mind that you would be open Mm -hmm. and maybe happy about a relationship with that fella or Mm -hmm. okay anyway. So that was what I got with the, with the straw hat and with the garage and the daddy, um, I'll, I really understand what Billy was saying about how that is a spot where people put their stuff that they're just mm. not quite ready to part with. But I saw it more in the sense of the garage door opening and closing and almost like a a message to say to the little girl that, hey, uh, any moment that you open your eyes or blink your eyes or close Mm -hmm. them or whatever, it just, I can be there that quickly. I can be there in your life that quickly in your Mm. moments. You know, if you close your eyes, you can see your dad. If you close your eyes, you can hear his voice. You can think of his laugh. You can even imagine his smell. So that's what that meant to me
2: oh okay denise is there yeah, who was that, what you' getting you
3: getting bombarded
1: no is that nancy
0: that was yeah. Nancy
1: T. yeah she um oh gosh, she 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 she, she she's heavy because I say <laughs> that because I did ask the angels i believe in them and I asked the angels to protect me and 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 i asked my father to to, to, to come let me, not let me see you, but send me somebody you would, you would find worthy. Send me somebody like you. When I was a little girl, you'd come home and say, Denise, Denise, look what I have for you. Oh, thank you, Dad. Uh-huh. Send me somebody who cherished, not cherished me, but made me feel so good. Then two, or three days later, I dream about the man when I opened the garage.
4: Uh, mm. wow.
1: I love that was there was like the I press the button
2: him. and there he is him, I love that I,
1: him through I, I, I I think I created him coming not literally but I yeah. asked him for and he came, he came. Well, Denise this, your it,
2: voice it, it, sounds it, it, so you sound so little right now I love it you sound like a, a happy little girl on Christmas it's so sweet I love this
4: and, and this is Billy and I, I wanted to just add to that thank you Nancy T what you said was resonated for me as well there, there's an idea, of, I've, and Denise, I felt there, the way that you requested it was so humble um, that that's why, so often that's when our loved ones will come to us, is when we don't cling to, to
1: such mm-hmm. a strong feeling
4: and we allow it to, to happen naturally. And we Ooh. say, you know, I would really love this, and I like the idea that Nancy's talking about where... Being able to, uh, I can push that button any time. That's that's the, maybe the garage door is, the, is the, yeah. the metaphor of of the between the worlds.
1: Um, you know, I, yeah. I can open that
0: yeah. door. Anytime.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. I love that. You know, I had to push that button for the garage to come up. Yeah, mm. oh, yes. that's awesome.
2: And the control is in your hands. It's it's in. Oh,
1: there we yeah, go. Yeah,
2: you've oh, you've no, got the power.
1: No, no. Like that me, song. not mesmerize me your women are just awesome so I are you
2: denise them. thank you so much it's always wonderful having you on the show i love you and your dreams and i feel like we're getting to know you so well through your dreams so thank you so much for sharing thank and um you. look forward well, to hearing for the next installation
3: dreams, became our dreams too you should so come to Teo with
2: you. You. us she should come i know i thank know you, you should come to Teo. what were you saying billy
3: I said thank you for
4: sharing your dream, Denise. Big dreams because they became our dreams too.
2: Exactly.
4: Oh,
1: that's sweet.
2: sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Awesome. So I know so Nancy T, I know we've got some dreams that were also sent to us that you'll read. But before you read um the ones that came in, Nance, um, Billy, talk I want to hear about t- fairy tales. I wanna hear about oh, and I should let people know in case you're wondering, the number to call is eight one six two five one three five five five. If you have a question, as well for Billy Ortiz, me, or Nancy T, or all of the above. So, myth and fairy tales. This is an exciting aspect. This is something we have in common. We're both. I think all three of us are myth and fairy tale girls. So, yeah. how tell tell us how how myths and fairy tales, how you work with them in your work with dreamers. Uh,
4: well, thank you. Uh, the Fairy tales are are just exquisite in the sense that they are basically collective dreams. Um, They've lived on for millennia. And so when we look at at fairy tales, we can see, as we see each of those characters as interior characters of ourselves, we can work them as a dream. And we can see, I work a lot Mm. with, there's about five stories I work with really closely. Um, For instance, like Vasilisa the Brave because uh, mm. I love Baba Yaga. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. Baba Yaga is one of the best characters there are that shows up in, in fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vasilisa is a big one I work with a lot. Um, then, you know, I love the Maiden King, which is also the original title is the Maiden Czar. Um, it, they have just such elements of, of development and, and uh, evolution and renewal. Um, so, there, it, and you uh, I know you work a lot with the hero's journey so the idea of being able to leave our known realm and and order in, on a quest for something that i need in order to make myself more whole and so mm-hmm. often the dreams uh, the dreams <laughs> dreams the, the fairy tales mm-hmm. will <laughs> often end with a with a marriage um, to represent that union of the masculine and feminine um, so there's this, I, and the reason I love The Maidens Art so much is because it, it, it's, it's such a great way to show that, that uh, evolution of, of what can happen. Um, and the stories are just so detailed and so mysterious, and I don't think you can ever exhaust this, uh, a myth or a fairy tale. I've worked with these stories for years and years, and every time I have another workshop that includes it, I, I learn something new each time. So that's why I love the stories, as they they and dreams are the same. I mean, I don't think we can exhaust a dream. I think if a dream continues, right. if a dream continues to resonate, and I still have images of of the symbols and metaphors of the dream, and I want to work it again, that's that that's very powerful to just continue to work with the dream that that really resonated for you for so many years, and to see what else comes out of it.
2: I think it's, I love that you said that you can't exhaust a dream. And I would even add to that, that the more I work with certain dreams, the more potent they become, the bigger they get within my psyche and the more juice I'm able to get. And so it's, it's the opposite. It's like, I mean, I think almost everything regarding the rules of the ordinary world are opposite in the, in the realm of dreams. In the ordinary world, if we, do something over and over we get bored we do exhaust it but in dreams i yeah. think it's totally opposite some of the some of the dreams that i was really sad that i woke up because it was like oh it was just a dream i'm like oh wait it's not just a dream it's a reality on a parallel plane i can dip back in i can meditate on mm-hmm. that symbol and i can e- i can keep flying i can keep swimming with those dolphins i can keep seeing that i can keep being with jesus i can keep making love with that gorgeous man like it never ends in fact it gets more intense. (laughs) That's my experience. That's
4: exactly it. I mean, and and, um, you know, Jeremy used to, in his toolkit, he would say, there is no such thing as a dream with only one meaning. And that's one of the reasons why I particularly love working with groups, because Mm. that's, that just, that idea of the group mind, and what always happens is there's always synchronicity. And, yes. in a group. and you never know who's going to show up to each group. Sometimes people cancel at the last minute. Sometimes people sign up at, right before the event. And it's right. interesting to me to watch what unfolds. I know to expect it. I don't try to make it happen, but I just witness the synchronicities that are better connecting all of the people that happen to show up for that particular group at that particular time.
2: It's amazing. And by the way, people can go, to wakeuptoyourdreams.com to find out more about Billy's groups. And yeah, just trusting the wisdom of the dreams to do the heavy lifting. So Nancy T, I know we got one of the dreams that were sent in that I promised we would get to today. So do you have
3: it nearby? I sure do. I sure do. And I'm, I'm curious about this, so I can't wait to hear what you ladies say about it. Okay. This is a person who I don't have a name on this person, but it says, Kelly, I've been dreaming of opened and closed doors for quite a long time, and yesterday, this person had a strange dream about doors. He was driving a car, and it was Gary, if I recall. It was Gary? Okay, yep. good. I was wanting to say he, so I'm glad he was driving a car and he parked it, and then something was coming out of the car and started chasing him. Couldn't remember who what it was, but when he anyway, he was running to a small door and it was a factory or a garage and he closed it very tightly Mm. however the creature was strong and it started pushing it and it almost opened but then gary saw a person inside the building this person opened the door went outside with them and looked for That whatever that entity was that was chasing him, including inside his car, nothing was there. And he woke up and he's asking, is this my guardian angel? Huh? Wow. And I mean, isn't that something? So we
2: don't have him on to ask questions of him, but let's just do. um... So, Billy, do you want to
3: start?
4: Sure. Let me just do a quickie on this. Uh, First of all, um, anytime something is chasing us in the dream world. I often say, you know, to the dreamer, if if this is a recurring theme, try stopping and letting it catch you (laughs) and see Mm -hmm. what it is that it wants to get. If there's some way I can go back into the dream through uh, active imagination or whatever it might be, try to to stop and and say, you know, because it's some part of me that's trying to integrate with me. It's something that, that I've been pushing away and pushing away. So therefore the dream the the dreams and one of the things i need to say because jeremy is always always said this over and over again all dreams come in the service of health and wholeness not in the service of comfort and convenience
2: (laughs) nice i love that
4: if i come from the understanding (laughs) that the dream is always trying to heal me um, and help me to become more whole then it's then I need to. The dream is coming in order for me to accept something that I have yet to accept about myself, and the, and it shows up this time as as a, in this spooky creature that's pushing through things. So, anyway, go ahead. That's my piece.
2: So I'll do my little my my two cents on this. If it were my dream, well, I'm I'm impressed actually that Gary. I was surprised at the end that he says, "Do you think this is my guardian angel?" To me. I'm often the one that is that that might think that like a, that a chasing dream isn't necessarily a monster or a goblin or a zombie that's trying to suck my soul. It's usually someone that's trying to give me some kind of a gift, and I'm running from it. Um, but I like that he kind of comes to that to himself. That that like maybe this is so. I you know since he can't be here to talk for himself, I I like that that he brings that up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna think that yes, if it's my dream. Everything, just as Billy said, that Jeremy said, everything in the dream is, it's like it's on our side. It's not trying to hurt us. It's trying to get our attention about something. It might not be convenient, but there is like a wholeness and maybe a healing that that is the underlying intention. So um, I also feel that way about chasing dreams, that there's something that's trying to come to us. It's a part of, like it's a part of self that's been disowned. The, the these are the things that stand out to me first of all I think it's a synchronicity that earlier Denise's dream was about it featured a garage and here's another garage so to me that feels important and then also the opening and closing of doors that also happened in Denise's dream oh, so like right. the, this is something about the other side this is something about the other side coming and going or something from another realm Nancy we have just a few seconds so go ahead and, and throw down
3: what do you think I totally think it's his guardian angel yes <laughs> If oh my I'm gonna God. throw down. I'm gonna throw down big. <laughs> big go home. But, and it might just be the guardian angel inside himself. We all are our own guardian angel, aren't we?
2: Yes, we have that exactly. in us if we let it. Oh my heaven. This has been so much fun. Billy Ortiz, you have to come back. This was way too fast and furious. We we need a lot more time. We need like a thousand shows with you. Thank you for I, I joining us I'd today. I'd like to
4: come back anytime.
2: Oh, awesome so go to wake up to your dreams and join Billy Ortiz and join us next week on the Ask Dr. Dream Show until we meet again don't take your dreams lying down sweet dreams
4: thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio
1: the voice of an awakening world